Hello, and welcome to the Lake Forest Church Huntersville Sermon Podcast. We are a community of skeptics, spiritual explorers, and longtime followers of Christ. To learn more about who we are as a church and how you can get connected, visit lakeforest.org. You're welcome for that in church. <laughs> hey, by the way, somebody loaned me their, their, I have a little friend, a little buddy with me. He's a little buddy, buddy sloth. And, and he's with me because he's actually, who knew this existed? He's an Easter sloth. He's got little Easter bunny ears. And, and I heard he's really excited to invite his one more sloth who's gipping up on church but not on God friends on Easter Sunday. I, I really do hope, uh, okay. Um, uh, I hope you're, you're thinking through someone who, who doesn't have a church home, uh, is per, perhaps not really enjoying the love of God in their life and could use it, which is like everybody. Uh, I hope you'll invite a friend on Easter. Um, uh, and you are allowed to come to the 930 service if your one more person is with you. We'll be checking that at the door. This week's seven deadly sin in our few minutes left. Well, I kind of have a devotion on sloth. And the scripture theme I've chosen is something God said to the earliest biblical churches. Uh, it's a caution, and it's in Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. So, this is like God speaking to the church. Because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spew you out of my mouth. So God says the temperature of lukewarm, the temperature of sloth, makes him nauseous in his mouth. <laughs> That's the temperature of the sin of sloth. Sloth is one of the more, more misunderstood of the deadly sins tradition uh, that we're talking about in this series. Most see sloth as merely laziness, but there's much more to it than that. My quick definition, sloth is the temptation to not see or follow God in the ordinary. Man... If God appears to me in a vision or a cloud or, or he creates a pattern in my avocado dip and tells me to do something to save the world, I'm in. I love God. I'm going to be a spiritual person. As soon as God shows up in the spectacular, I'm all in. But wait a minute. Trust that God is working in the ordinary, unspectacular moments of morning prayer. Just open it up, God's word the ordinary of putting my roommate or my spouse's interest ahead of my own, taking that extra moment to make the bed, take out the trash, finish the dishes, to love in the ordinary. The ordinary, really trust God to show up in the ordinary of, of arranging my schedule to be in a community group or a men's or a women's group or a remix group. Trust God with my finances through generosity, that normal thing month in, month out. Trust that over months and years, God is working in and through me? Nah, I'm going to wait for the leap ahead moment. That's when I'll grow spiritually and become more like Christ. That is temperature of lukewarm, and that is the deadly sin of sloth. The Greek word that we translate as sloth uh, is actually has nothing to do with the animal. You, you, can, you know why the sloth got named the sloth, but this, the, this, this as an understanding of a temptation came first. And it's the Greek word acedia. Ah, meaning absence of, and kados, meaning to care. Absence of care. It means indifference or negligence. Some modern commentators describe sloth as a don't care feeling. Some even say sloth is a kind of falling out of love with God and the things of God. 
all those of you who joined today, those of you who made this such important vow to raise your child up in the faith and they were baptized, those of you who were baptized, oh, oh, want you to resist the temptation to fall out of love and passion for the things of God and to pursue Him a decade from now as you are today. On account of sloth, the idea of right living and the gift of a transformed human community through my service through the church doesn't inspire joy. Those ideas inspire aversion or even disgust. Why? Because sloth tempts us to see spiritual growth as too difficult. Uh, Next slide. Sloth tempts us to see spiritual growth as too difficult or requiring the setting aside of other stuff that I enjoy or other sinful pleasures. The sloth are distressed at the prospect of what might have to occur should they embrace the faith more deeply. Sloth sometimes includes the attempts we all make to evade what we really should be doing with our lives. Sloth can become the pursuit of distraction, the deliberate frittering away of time, and the attempt to escape choice and commitment. Sloth can mean keeping all possibilities endlessly open rather than committing myself to a particular task, person, or way of life. Sloth or apathy sometimes takes the form of refusing to do the work of growing out of a habit or a condition or or, or an emotional hurt that is hurting myself, others, or society. Example, my next-door neighbor for a whole bunch of years is a guy named Bob. Bob had a serious problem that he couldn't hide very well because every woman Bob dated ended up being physically assaulted by him at some point. And more than once, with more than one woman, they would come to our house next door in the middle of the night to call the police. The most spectacular was when my sons were having a sleepover Xbox party. And this person showed up at at one in the morning, uh, bruised. I can remember uh, vividly standing between our houses, me and Bob. We both had our trash cans. We were taking them out at the same time. And I was like, dude, it's happened again. Bro, you cannot deny this is, this is like eating your lunch is taking you down. And Bob, your daughter is growing up. She's going to be an adult woman, and I know that you love her, and you, you don't want to turn violent with her. Would you let people help you solve this problem? And I reached up between us, trash cans on each of our right hand, and, and right between us, I was like, Bob, God's grace and truth is hanging right there. I can, I can see it over you. It was like a big, fat, right apple. Pluck it, man. The grace of the gospel and of people and mentors and counselors, there's help, man. And he said, no. This happened multiple times. We had this same conversation. No, out of my experience, life is pain. I don't think it can ever be more than that. I don't care enough to try to change. I don't really believe in change. So he remained apathetic as a serial abuser of women and was eventually shot dead by a brave local police officer when he leveled a gun at that officer during another domestic violence event that was inevitable. The things that each of us choose to walk around in our life and never face up to are not often that drastic or obvious or public. Nevertheless, sloth is the refusal to do the work, the refusal to own up, the refusal to get help. It's the temptation 
And the evil one would love for that junk to stay stinky and smelly down in the basement of your life, unexamined, uncleaned out, uncleansed by the bleach of the gospel, the son of Jesus Christ. Sloth tends to dismiss the power of grace, focusing instead on the trouble or the effort involved in walking in the Christian way. Again, sloth is not merely laziness. It's more properly understood as sorrow or indifference over the difficulties of life and moving forward. Dude, I face this. Do you? Now in my 50s, I've been moving forward a long time. Working, I love my job, but it's work. I've been moving forward a long time. One more thing breaks around the house. I've been moving forward a long time. Angie and I have been married for 30 years now, and we still have to deal with stuff between us and not just walk around it and ignore it. Like the difficulties of life, doesn't it just sometimes you're just like, I just kind of like to tap out. And that's the temptation of acedia, of sloth, of indifference to where God is taking all things to his kingdom being a participant in Jesus, the answer to Jesus' prayer of bringing his kingdom on heaven through my life, his kingdom on earth through my life as it is in heaven now, loving God and others even in the midst of a fallen world that just wears us down sometimes. The sin, the temptation of sloth. I'm just gonna read through a few slides and finish up. Consider, for example, this was a written example, a man who's a workaholic, a man or a woman who's also married. Sloth can actually look like workaholism. In this case, not wanting to deal with difficulties of life, of relationship, of whatever, this can be a person who now buries in the next slide, buries himself in his work, helps him to avoid prayer, reflection, and responsibilities to love the people close to him, nurture them in the faith, and no time to, uh, to go on mission to serve the poor or pray with, with wife and kids or husband and kids, no time for scripture. A workaholic can be someone who is, next slide, not lazy, but it's actually sloth, if you kind of hear that works, how that works. He is sorrowful, next slide, and averse to what he sees as toilsome and possibly raising uncomfortable things he would rather not think about. He or she does not hate God or the faith, but it's just all too much. That's the temptation to acedia, to sloth, and it can actually look like filling our lives with work and distractions and trivialities as opposed to pursuing the deeper things of God, casting our net into the deeper waters, going after the pearl of great price which is to know and be known by the one true God through Jesus. Receive his grace and truth and reflect that in every aspect of life. Well, uh, one, uh, uh, no. Here's an antidote to sloth, is to cultivate hunger and thirst. Jesus said the blessed life, the life that's fully human, before God and others, and you can jump down about five slides. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Keep yourself hungry. Keep yourself thirsty for holiness, for goodness. 
Do not believe the cynical lie that nothing changes or can. God is taking it all somewhere. Another antidote to sloth, understand that spiritual progress grows in stages, not in one giant leap. Another antidote to sloth is obedience to God's clearly communicated will, how to walk the steps of discipleship. And what are those? Well, at Lake Forest here, we've defined this as appropriate here on Ministry Partner Sunday. We, we've, like, condensed the Bible and, and to make four steps of discipleship kind of crystal clear to gauge ourselves by. And it's discover, belong, share, go. Pastor Mike, I've been hearing you say that for a bunch of years now. Discover, belong, share, go. You know what? That's for normal people, schmucks. I don't, the, the, like the, the regular spiritual growth and just like the ho-hum day-to-day, holding a baby on Sunday morning, serving out in the, being in a community group. God is going to grow me through spectacular ways, through osmosis, in my brain and in my soul. <laughs> It's the day-to-day. It's the one step. Jesus said, follow me. It's just a step, discover. We come along. We come together every Sabbath day to discover a bit more of God's Word and, and, and His Holy Spirit as we sing. Discover. Belong. Just like another step. Here's some of my friends in the 20-something community group. Like, well done. You took a step. And it's Tuesday nights, and it's not always convenient, is it? And some of the people in there are kind of obnoxious, at least relative to your temperament. Or maybe that's you. But, but you've taken the step to belong. I'm looking at you, Chad. You've taken the step regularly, month by month, to belong with other believers and study God's Word, share each other's lives, serve one another, and actually serve God's mission. We'll be doing a, a mission project next week. Discover, belong, share. Share some of my time, my talents, and my treasure through giving to help other people grow at my church. In any way you serve in the church, you're sharing. And you think, dude, to these band members, do you think they felt like it at O-Dark 30 this morning to come up in here? But man, they shared their stuff with us. And so many of you are doing that to help us each grow. And go on the mission of God, some measurable way that I am serving real human need outside of the church. The poor, the vulnerable, especially vulnerable children. That's who God's given us a heart for here at Lake Forest. Let's pray, close in worship. Um, Actually, what everybody says, discover, belong, share, go with me. Discover, belong, share, go. Heavenly Father, you're so good. Today, we don't wanna take your truth for granted, nor your grace. And we believe that you have a purpose for our lives. You tell us that clearly in your word. And so in those moments, we recognize that temptation to drop out, sell out, skis out, not deal with it. Oh, Jesus, give us a hunger and thirst for your righteousness and a lean into the power of your Holy Spirit to deal with things we need to deal with, to become more like Jesus and love the people around us and to be a gift to this world through us as individuals in our church and every church in this community. May you give us a few more glimpses of your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen.